Hello and welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Gina Ferrari. I'm Kristen Corona. And I'm Catherine Baer. When walking in faith seems impossible and you can't see the purpose in your pain, we are here to help you find hope in the struggle. Welcome to Rebounding Faith. We're excited to dive in today. We're going to be looking at perseverance through trials, uh, those trials that we all know and love. My name is Catherine Baer. I'm here with Gina Ferrari and Laura Clinton. Welcome. And I just want to say I don't love trials. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Gina's honesty. We we love Gina's honesty. Yes. And Laura, so glad you're here today. Thank you for having me. Yes. We're very glad that you're here. I know uh, Laura is definitely a girl with perseverance in her spirit. So we're excited to see what she's going to share with us today. Um, perseverance is definitely something near and dear to my heart. I went through a period of, gosh, probably about a seven year trial. Um, and it was one where I was hit on all fronts. And so perseverance is something that just kept me going and going. And it's something that each and every day, um, boy, I have a lot to say about perseverance. So, Let's dive in. Um, We're going to be looking at a verse today, ladies, James 1, 3, and 4. And it says, um, actually, before we even get into that, I kind of want to set the stage for this verse. James is writing to refugees, uh, which basically were the 12 tribes who dispersed abroad And they have suffered the loss of their homes, their homeland, plus many of their possessions. They're being persecuted in the places where they are. So these are folks that really know suffering. So this is his audience. So the verse says, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So I love that. And I got to say, ladies, like I just think about, you know, have you heard about the tea bag analogy? Like when you put a some yeah. like a tea bag, right, in hot water and you really get to see like what it's made of or the flavor or how much, right? So the hotter I, that water gets. Right. <laughs> exactly. The hotter it gets, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. the more flavorful it is. So my thinking is, you know, that's like with perseverance with me, like it's just, you just keep going and then the sweeter it becomes or, you know, the more the outcome will produce itself. I think the more we just keep trying and, and going after it. So looking at this verse though, ladies, and looking at specifically the testing of our faith. And I love this because it says, because you know, so you know that the testing of your faith will result in perseverance. And so when you think of the testing of your faith, it's much like the refining of a metal. So it will produce a better product through the process. That's how I think of it anyway. Um, It's painful, but, you know, it's true. So, you know, just as we think about that, we kind of take in the thought of perseverance as it relates to the testing of your faith. And I thought, do you do you ladies like how does it relate to you or resonate with you when you look at like testing of your faith? What, what does that look like to you? When the heat gets turned up, 
-hmm. Sort of, it, it's with the analogy of the uh, refining of metal. It's only when the heat is turned up that that metal can be refined. And the dross, the ugliness comes to the top and has to be skimmed off. And that can happen up to seven times. And it, it it's reoccurring until the, um, uh, what's the guy's name? The can see his face in the... The refiner? The refiner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the guy's name. Yeah. When the goldsmith? See, I don't know. Yeah. yeah that guy. You can see mm -hmm. his, his own reflection yeah. mm -hmm. in, in the metal. Then he knows that it, it is complete and it's there. But each time, um, the heat has to be turned up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think of that as, as perseverance. It's when it gets hard mm -hmm. and when it's hot and when it's ugly. And yet we stay in the game and we stick with it and we persevere through, we have to know that in that something good's coming out of it or mm -hmm. what's the point, right? Right. Yeah. You know, and it, I think about that too, you know, like why do we persevere? Do you guys ever have that thought? Like you just keep going after something and when it's easier to give up, why, why do we not give up? Why do we keep going after something you know, and, and oftentimes, like as a mom, for instance, you know, I don't think we give ourselves that out very often. Mm. Um, but just as women in general, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a mom or not, but just as, you know, just as a woman, sometimes I think it's it's something that could be expected. You know, we just have to keep going after it, going yeah, after it. Yeah, what's the other option? Right. Right? Lay in bed. I don't know. Yeah. Like maybe, and, and I, to be full disclosure, like I have had those days where yeah. it's tougher to get out of bed than it is to stay in bed. So the question is, we, I know, you know, more, more often than not, we come back to that place of, okay, I'm going to take another swing at it. I'm going to try again. I'm going to show up again, even though I'm going to pray for a different outcome today, but I'm going to come back nonetheless. So I'm wondering like what you guys think about why, why do we keep coming back and trying again? And more importantly, why with God do we keep coming back? It's sometimes it's easier to say, you know what? I'm doing this my own way yeah. or I'm going a different direction. Well, I've done that. Yeah. I've given up. Yeah. I have given in. Mm -hmm. I have said I'm going to do it on my own and driven my life right into a ditch, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And I've done it repeatedly. <laughs> I mean, throughout my life, that's just a fact. And so yeah. when you realize that the better of the two options is giving it to God because well, I'm going to mess it up. Mm -hmm. And so it's coming back to to your faith coming back to saying, okay, I'm going to get back in and, and try again and give it to God and mm -hmm. allow him to do some work through me to help me through this and to not try to do it on my own because I saw where that got me. Yeah. And you know, once you've been down that road a couple times, which I have, I've been around the block the long way, um, mm -hmm. then I, I don't have a desire to take the will anymore. You know what I mean? Cause I know where that, I know where that leads. Mm -hmm. So I, I would rather persevere. I would rather stay in it. I would rather just keep going even when it's hard because it's way better than ending up in the ditch. Yeah. You and know? I might add, even when it's silent, like in those difficult times of waiting where you don't have any answers, um, you keep doing the same thing and it's met with 
crickets, you know, silence, but you keep doing it anyway. And, you know, because the option to not do it or to not do it with God is more painful than, you know, the alternative. How about you, Laura? I saw a quote. This is reminding me. I saw a quote the other day that says, choose your heart. So basically in life as humans, we need to remember that none of us are promised an easy journey, right? right? This is not heaven. This is earth. And Mm -hmm. so as human beings, when we come in as a human, we should be assuming that we're going to encounter hard things, right? Mm -hmm. And there's no easy path through life. That's just not how it's designed, right? So I think it's um, choosing your heart, right? It's, it's, you know, for example, marriage can be hard, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And divorce can be hard. Both are hard, Yes. right? So you just have to kind of choose your heart and just yeah. understand that it's normal um, to go through hard things and the path to success is yeah. hard and the path through failure is hard. Mm. And it's almost like that helps me just to start at a place of acceptance to remember that like this is all normal part of human experience. We go through different things. We each have been, you know, um, given a different lot in life, right? You could look around and compare your life to others, which I wouldn't recommend. (laughs) Um, But, Mm -hmm. you know, you could say, oh, okay, well, why why is my life so much harder? Well, in the same token, there's people whose lives are way harder than yours, mm-hmm. right? We just have to start at a place of acceptance. This is my hard journey. Mm-hmm. And now where do I start to move forward with it now that I've accepted that this is a normal human experience mm-hmm. is hard. I just have to choose which path of hard I'm going to choose that's and right. move forward in that decision. Yeah. I think that's profound. I, I haven't heard that choose your heart because mm-hmm. it's all hard, mm-hmm. right? That is, uh, that's such a good point. I know. I was just going to say, and that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is why we have Laura on our show today. (laughs) (laughs) To just like shed this amazing light right on, on the truth. And, you know, but one key thing that you said, Laura, that I love is you said moving forward. And I think that that right there is perseverance, is moving forward. It's it's getting unstuck, and it doesn't matter if it's a half a step. It doesn't matter if it's a full step, you know, but you're moving forward. And so you choose your heart, and I do, and I love that because it's true. Whether you are married or you're, you know, getting divorced, either way, right, like whatever that situation that you're in, they're both hard. And I think it's just accepting where you are and what does perseverance look like today, in, right. in your today. Right. Right. Yeah. And so looking at some of these things, like I think about like what testing of our faith can look like and some of the things that we have to combat, you know, and um, show up with perseverance. And one thing that really like stood out to me was the concept of doubt. And when doubt creeps in, I call it my bout with doubt. And kind of when it creeps in, it's something that you are you're fighting because you want to believe and yet there's so many reasons that are given to you to not believe and to question right and so um so i'm wondering like to persevere through doubt i think it, first of all we have to always recognize where doubt comes from mm. and it's never from god yeah 
Um, right. He is not a God of confusion. Um, he is a God of, you know, you know when you know. Uh, he's a God of peace and discernment. And so I think that to recognize when we start to doubt, to be able to give it that five-second rule and not allow it to take shape, mm-hmm. because doubt comes from the evil one. Discouragement, lies, any negativity like that isn't coming from God. And so I have plenty of doubts, but it's it's what we're going to feed, right? If we're going to feed into that doubt and into that discouragement, or we're going to turn our eyes and our focus on the Lord and, and persevere. Mm. Um, but recognizing what doubt is and where it comes from, I think, is an important thing so we don't get stuck there. That's right. Yeah. I'd like to add just a little different direction to what you just said, because I, I agree with you in the sense that doubt is uh, a negative place to stay in if we don't move forward. But I'd also like to position this that and see what you ladies think. I think doubt is part of the process too. I think doubt is part of the point of our journey through faith. Um, hear me out for a minute. Mm. Um, I love there's this. A, there's, a perp, there's a scripture where um, there's a someone encountering Christ and... Um, Jesus said to him, do you believe? Um, and it was, I forget the miracle that was about to take place, but the person said, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Mm. And that is such a powerful message, I think, because I think, honestly, doubt is also part of the human experience. Sure. We are not like these perfect spiritual beings, right? We're, we're human. So doubt is just another form of trial on our faith that ends up needing to be pushed through and ends up sharpening our faith if we can let it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if we can come at Christ and be like, God, I do have belief in you. You know, I, I believe you're real and you're big, but I'm really struggling to believe you for this particular situation right now and just come honestly with our mix of doubt and faith at him and just be like, so help me move forward. You know, help me, God, I, I want to believe more, but I don't. And, and that's okay to start with that. Like, okay, let me accept where I am now mm-hmm. and then go to God still with my half mix, half doubt, half faith and right. just say, help me move forward from this place. Help me overcome that side, but almost use it as another tool to push through and get through the doubt to see what kind of gold faith would remain after journeying through our doubt. That's so good, Laura, because what that does is God can bless anything, including our doubt right? He can take that and make it amazing. And it's like when whatever Satan means for harm, the Lord can use for good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's something, Laura, where what you just said is so critical because I know as Christians, sometimes we may be taught growing up or in the church that it is not okay to doubt. You know, you just have to believe no matter what, and that's it. And yet inside and internally, we're wrestling with these difficult doubts that, in, you know, that Questions. may be related to our situation, 
right? That the situation may bring about or someone, something, a wrong that has, you know, transpired that someone has done to you that has, why would God allow this or this person or this hurt or whatever? And it impacts our faith. Mm. And so for us, as you said, I think so well, a human experience, right? We're walking through that. We're having these doubts. And so to take that and push through it, as you had indicated, and yet God will bless that and mm-hmm. give not only bless it, but give you the strength to get through it yeah. and get to the other side. Right. To have victory over mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. And I think even in that place, though, like, you know, having doubt, like we, a easy way for me to think of doubt is like something that, you know, we, we say, oh, God is good. You know, he does good things to, to those who love him. Um, but a lot of things we go through don't feel good whatsoever. They feel no. terrible, right. right? So it's like, okay, I'm doubting that this this doesn't feel good, so therefore it's hard to believe it is good because I'm just going by my human you know, interpretation of what's happening here. So I'm kind of doubting that this is good for me, to be honest, right, in the middle of that, that situation. But God, I want to see your goodness in faith, you know, so help me get there. But also knowing, like, it's okay. I, I, I want to say, like, it's okay to have doubt because God loves us there and he meets us fully right there when we're mm-hmm. mixed with doubt, when we're doubting, when we're down, when we're not a hundred percent on our spiritual game and believing in faith, you know, and when the, what we can see if it's negative is bringing us down a little bit and we're feeling doubt, like his love meets us there too, you mm-hmm. know? So, so for me, it, it was, it has been crucial to, be okay with knowing that I'm still loved despite this this blend of faith and doubt mm-hmm. at all times, mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. you know, at all times. There's things in the Bible that are hard to believe sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah. so yeah. so that's okay. Like yeah. he meets me there to walk me forward. He meets me there. He doesn't say, oh gosh, I'm going to wait till you're, you're, over here. you're a little less <laughs> on the doubt meter and a little more faith and then I'll come rescue you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's not our God. Like yeah. he meets us when we're his enemy, right. way wor- you know, worse. He, he rescued us when we were totally off. Right. Mm-hmm. So on our journey with him, like just to have that confidence in that starting place that He's there with his full 100% love in the yeah. middle of my doubt. That's yeah. right. You know, even though I want to be further along, well, it's okay. Like, he loves me here. And I think we can interchange the word doubt with question, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. It's questioning God. Yeah. It's questioning our existence. It's questioning why we're going through what we're going through and not understanding it. So I think, and I think that it, it can be different doubt than question questions about a lot of things that we have and and doubting something is is a maybe a deeper form of questioning when you really doubt something is is to me sounds feels like a little deeper form of the question but gosh we have questions all the time about you know that life. that's so good Gina like if you think about doubt versus questioning mm-hmm. like to me doubt is something that you've actually taken one step into the realm of possibility that it isn't you know what yeah. i mean like questioning's more like mm, okay let me stand back and just kind of take a look at this a little bit mm, maybe try it on a different side it's just almost like a a harmless mm. thing to me but doubt is where okay now i've invested something into this questioning process now i'm thinking you know what there's a distinct possibility that this may not 
be the case. And so I think doubt just has more investment. Yeah. What do you guys think? I, I, for me, yeah. it does. That's what I was saying. It, yeah. Interchangeable with questioning, and yet just on a, a deeper level, uh, um, you know, to really doubt something is, is deeper than just mm-hmm. wondering. It's mm-hmm. not a wondering. It's to really question. So here's my question for you ladies. Have you had experience in your life with doubt? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I have absolutely had times and and stretches and periods in my faith walk that I doubted the goodness of God, Mm. that I doubted that I, that he truly loved me or that I was really worthy of his love, that I was worthy of his healing, that I was worthy of, of, um, an easier path because of choices I made. I doubted myself. I doubted God. I doubted his goodness. I doubted uh, if there, w- if I had hope. Um, and that's a, not a good place to be. Mm-hmm. That's why I think doubt to me has a negative connotation because it's, it just is such a, it feels hopeless on the edge of hopeless mm-hmm. when you really doubt, mm-hmm. you know, if something will get better. Um, a lack of hope comes with doubt in, in my mind, but that's just yeah. been in, in, you know, in my experiences, mm-hmm. but I've, I've struggled with that at, at times, but it's usually, um, in that is when I let myself get on that hamster wheel of questioning who I am. And when I forget whose I am, mm. I am a daughter of the King most high. I am a chosen child of God. Yeah. Of course, I am worthy of his love and his goodness. He wouldn't have died for me if I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, getting back on the right path and the right way of thinking about things, when you can quiet that doubt down, mm-hmm. then you begin to be able to see the hope. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's at some point, like as Laura was alluding to, you know, God does step in. He doesn't wait um, for you to go over the edge, right? He, he's there and, and rescues you and does come and meet you um, there if you're open to that. Right. And, uh, but it's interesting though, like God can do some of his best work, uh, I think in doubt sometimes and, and see you through because he, um, he wants to you know, we've, we've often said like God is more interested in our character than our comfort. And so if you think about how our character is molded and changed during times of testing of our faith and during times of perseverance and potentially even doubt. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Laura? Have you had like experiences with doubt? Absolutely. And I think you referenced the word hopeless. You know, I, definitely had times through something that I went through that I felt hopeless and that's the darkest, you know, when you, when you feel like there's moments that you don't have that, you know, so absolutely, you know, I feel like when we met you, Laura, um, was at a time when you felt a bit hopeless and pretty fragile and shaken. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I connected with these women, at a time with the hardest time I've ever been through in my life. And, um, I knew that I needed um, community Mm -hmm. to help me get through it. And so I made a decision 
instead of giving up, you know, I made a decision to go find myself some community. I was to persevere. To persevere. Yeah. I was new to the area, so I didn't have any local um, personal support or you know friends or anything local because I was new here. And that's how I found you ladies. Mm. Is I decided, you know, that I was I wanted to move forward and persevere, and reached out for help. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, because I knew, you know, that I'm gonna need that. I'm usually a very independent person, you know, but enough problems will break you of the mentality that oh, you can yeah. do it on your own, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how I met you, amazing women, and um. You know, I had told Catherine just feedback on just going through some of your group and getting the support. It felt like for me, I was at the moment drowning and um, you guys threw me a life, you know, a life preserver. Mm -hmm. Basically, that's the analogy I would say. Um, But yeah, I had to choose to to go for the help. You know, I think that in a practical sense, sometimes like if you're feeling hopeless, first of all, don't be ashamed. Right. You know, it's okay. It's okay if you're feeling hopeless. Yeah. You're not alone. So like tell, like reach out for help too, practically. I mean, I think we go through, there's so many varied trials, there's so many different kinds of trials, but, um, you know, first of all, acknowledge that you need help if you do, Mm -hmm. and then make a decision to get it for yourself. Right. And connect, you know, with others who can throw you that life preserver. Yeah. And that's why we're here, right? Yeah. That's right. Yes. And, you know, the, the key word that I heard you say was connect. Um, and it's something where when are we are going through those difficult times and times of doubt, right, we want to isolate because we incorrectly tell ourselves we are the only ones going through this or no one can identify, right? Um, but it's something where once we connect and light is shed upon that, then it's shown, oh, okay, there are a lot of people feeling the same way. Now, I like to emphasize that the situation that brought you to that point may differ amongst, you know, you meet 10, 20, 30 people, you're going to have 30 different situations. But pain is pain, right? Yes. The feeling behind it. Yeah is that's what is so identifiable, right? Yeah. The feeling of abandonment, the feeling of being alone, the feeling of being hopeless. Like that doesn't matter what brought you to that point. That's irrelevant. But it's the feeling behind it, and that is what we connect Yeah, yeah. with We can relate because yeah. hopelessness, no matter what delivered you there, mm-hmm. I'm guessing feels relatively the same. Mm-hmm. Hopelessness is just like the dark for, right. you know, right. however you got there. That's so right. I think we can relate no matter the differences of our very varied trials on that feeling oh, yeah. of hopelessness. Yeah. Absolutely. And that is what I think uh, we, you know, as a group, you know, when we come together and on this podcast, like that is something that we all identify with is that feeling of hopelessness. And I have, well, let me put it to this way. If someone, it says that they've never been hopeless, then I believe that they are not being truthful. You know, it's something where, okay, either you, I want your life because you've never been, no, that's, that's a joke. I don't, God works through all things and I'm grateful for it. But I think it's something where, you know, I, when, uh, women in particular, because this show is aimed at women, but we love our guy listeners too. Um, it's something where, you know, women have a hard time sometimes because of the stigma to mm-hmm. admit and come forward and say, it takes courage to do yeah, that. Yeah. 
It does. And to say, I feel hopeless or I feel alone. And it's, we are so good. And I hate to use this term, but like taking off the mask, right? Like we're so good at putting the mask on, you know, the beautiful face on Sunday, everything is good. Or my favorite term, busy, you know, I'm busy. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, so I think, you know, it's something where when we are brought down to our knees, right. Mm -hmm. And we have, really nothing left to lose, it can be the most beautiful moment because it's where God meets you, where you end, he begins. And so that happens oftentimes where women will raise their hand and say, you know what, I'm ready. Like I, this is me, this is who I am today. And I think healing begins in that moment. Oh, and if it's doubt that brought you there, yeah. if it doesn't matter, you know, but I think doubt is certainly one thing that can deliver you there. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, being vulnerable and opening up can be hard, mm-hmm. but choose your hard, That's right? Because right. it's, through, it's through that vulnerable place, like reaching out for help or being honest, like here's where I'm at, you know, at people with people you can trust, obviously, but um that's going to be hard, you know, mm-hmm. but that is the path to begin the baby steps that's right. toward moving forward is if you need help, get help, Yeah, ask for help, be honest, you know, and that might be hard, but pick your path, you know, because right. either way is, yeah. is hard. Yeah. Well, our goal has always been, you know, within our ministry to, to be vulnerable, to be authentic, to take our mask off and to bear our hearts, you know what I mean? And to make it a safe place for other people to do the same thing. Because I think when when someone who's struggling sees somebody else willing to admit it, it's easier for them mm-hmm. to also admit their weakness or what they're struggling with, you know? And I think as women, it which has always been really difficult for me, is why and how women can be so critical of other women. Mm. And I have found that in the church, and that's a really difficult place to have to face that. Mm-hmm. Um, and taking off that mask and being vulnerable, being authentic, and sometimes just raw with how you're feeling is scary, especially within the church, because we are afraid of rejection. There's a fear of judgment or um, that something's going to be hard on us. And... Um, or, or not um, be able to relate to what we're going through. But none of us get through this life unscathed. It's impossible to get through it unscathed. And so finding a place and, uh, and a purpose and, and a, a way to connect and relate to other people who are also struggling but are willing to come alongside of you in, in your walk as well. And that's the whole goal mm-hmm. of being able to do this is say, hey, we are here to walk through this difficult time with you so that we can all see hope in the in the midst of what we're struggling with. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what about silence? Like that's a tough one because in in my story, I when I was going through such a difficult time, it was one of silence, silence from God. So, you know, you get to that place where you're like, okay, I I am feeling like my prayers are hitting the ceiling. They're not going through, you know, um, God was growing me in hindsight, you know, looking back and it took that very difficult time for me to 
uh, birth this ministry, right? So had I not gone through that, I wouldn't have been driven to create content and to create this group and to create a community for hurting women to come together and support all with the idea of Second Corinthians uh, verses 1, 3, and 4, uh, which talk about, you know, we ourselves comfort others from the comfort we ourselves have received from God. And so basically to the premise of we go through a hard time, right? We enter that dark trial, we get through it, we come out the other side a different person and with a wisdom from that trial and understanding. And you know what? There is healing to go alongside, as you said, Gina, another woman going through that same trial and walk with her or another person um, to walk through them because you have that unique understanding. But what about the silence? When you say silence, are you referring to you're praying for something to happen and it doesn't happen? Is that your your interpretation? So my my interpretation, that's a great question um, for clarity. I think it was one where I felt distinctly alone. I felt alone from others, um, you know, well-meaning Christians that would say, I think I've mentioned this before on this show, but you just need to have more faith. You know, it was something that I wasn't doing. Um, Faith was not the issue for me up to that point. It was feeling as if, you know what, I am under siege. I am under attack from all different angles. I've got my health, relationships, money, financial, my kids, um, you know, as I've often talked about, like, you know, things like three car accidents in 13 months, the water heater going out, our income had been cut in half. So it was like, okay, how are we going to pay for each of these things? And it was just very stressful. And it was sort of like layer upon layer upon layer. So I would reach out to God. I would reach out to others. I would reach out to family. Um, And at some point, like, it was just silence. And when I talk about silence, I also am referring to God's manifest presence. And I think we all know and can understand what that feels like when we feel his presence. But when he is, you cannot feel it. doesn't mean he's not there, but you cannot feel it. You cannot sense that presence. You have to only believe that it is there, right? It is beyond your grasp. So when I talk about silence, it's it's sort of like how negatives are, well, they used to be developed in the dark room, right? It's sort of the same thing. I think our faith and difficult, you know, because um, that's hard. That's That's difficult faith, right, at that time. Like your... Your, your character, your faith, it is developed in the dark times. And for me, that dark time was silence. Mm. It looks like you're saying like from a feeling of God not responding to you almost, mm-hmm. would that be? And then yeah, also, a feeling, yes. also mm-hmm. others not showing up with the support you really needed. Yes. Yeah. And that's how you're defining silence. Yeah. So the the first thing that comes to mind for me about that is Jesus in the garden mm. of Gethsemane when he had his closest friends, his disciples with him. And he's like, please just, I need you right now. This is like the hardest emotional moment of his life, right? Right, right when he knew it was about to happen. And he begged them, like, just stay with me, just stay up with me just for a short time and pray with me and be here with me. 
and they fell asleep, you know, multiple times, right? So then he is completely alone from his closest followers, closest friends, companions, couldn't couldn't stick with him. And then he goes and he cries out to his father, right? Three times he asks his father that he would not have to bear this cup or in other words, is there any other way I can I can do this without having to go through what I'm about to go through? And he asked three times why. Because on the other line, his own father, Jesus talking to his own father in heaven, there was quote unquote silence. Why did he ask three times? There's silence. I think there's a purpose in the silence sometimes. You know, I mean, as painful as that sounds, like, first of all, just starting with Jesus knows he's mm-hmm. been through it. Yeah. He was betrayed like by his closest people he invested his like his most intimate and special love and time with. He, they couldn't even bear it with him. They couldn't do it. And they fell away and he was betrayed. And his father, his perfect heavenly father and perfect Christ, you know, he couldn't even find that he found silence too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and then we go to, through to his story and like on the cross when when the father had to turn his his yeah. away, yeah. right? So it's like the loneliness, mm-hmm. the silence place of both human companions and the father in heaven. Jesus walked through. Mm-hmm. Jesus did, mm-hmm. right? So we have a friend who knows, mm-hmm. <laughs> and our our companion who never leaves us every other human will fail us at one point or another we should it we will be in a better mental state if we can understand not to be cynical but be real about the limitations of human beings and how they can't perfectly support us all the time even our closest people Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but that he the one who will never leave us even if it appears as silence um that the one who loves us the most, like you said, sometimes we just have to believe that even when we can't feel it, That's right. Yeah. you know, uh, we just have to, to know like, okay, God, you say you love me. You mm-hmm. say you'll never leave me. And maybe the feelings aren't there because it's another test of our faith. Mm-hmm. What is faith? It's not something that's easy to do mm-hmm. because you feel it and you have these great feelings about it, like, oh, I know I'm going to get through this. That's faith. No, no. Mm-mm. Faith is just sometimes comes down to just a decision to keep moving forward, just a decision because you don't see anything and you Mm -hmm. don't feel anything good. And it doesn't feel like God's there. And it doesn't feel like anyone's there for you. And it doesn't feel like your friends understand. And no one maybe does understand. That's all maybe a reality, right? But that faith almost comes in and is tested through those very moments of silence when you just say, I'm going anyways. Yeah, it's true. You know, most people would quit by now. You know, most people in your position couldn't handle it. But you have a God that if you just believe in faith, despite the feeling that he's silent and you just believe that he still loves you and he's still there, even though you don't feel him or, or he's not answering you like yeah. you want. He's not rescuing you like you want. He's not rescuing you right now like you feel like you need him to. But just decide to believe that he still loves you and keep moving forward. And, you know, you end up with one step at a time, right? Finding on the journey, the purposes that are not yet revealed to you then. Right. And, and, you know, it's when you say that it's like the testing of your faith, right? Like the silence. So that might be the testing of your faith. 
And then uh, that produces perseverance, which is the decision to move forward and to believe, right? That's the perseverance. I'm not feeling it. I'm not seeing it. But I will choose to believe and move forward despite that. And um, I want to talk about the word despite for a minute, actually. Um, I, before yeah. you oh, do, go ahead. Catherine, yep. let me just say, Laura, you know, thank you for that word picture because mm -hmm. that was something that... I have never even thought about, I have never thought about, I mean, I've thought about the verse and the story of when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and he is sweating blood. That's the stress that he's under and that his friends had fallen asleep on him. But I had never equated that story with the silence that he felt, the silence from his own father that he felt at that time. And maybe that is such an example, and it is in there so that we can relate to the very one who felt the silence of God and persevered and moved forward. That is so encouraging to me, and thank you for sharing that, because I think I will look at silence, and when I hear or feel silence a little differently, mm. now knowing knowing that it's probably purposeful that we learn the purpose in that silence and, and how, how precious that can be, that something is happening in that moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that God is not doing it to Thomas. be absent or, right. um, you know, God is not busy. You know, it's right. not, he just, you know, will circle back with us later. This is something that there's something going on within right. us that is needed because he wastes nothing, nothing. even the silence mm -hmm. that's right. a great thought yeah absolutely so okay so circling back to the verse where it says because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance um looking up the definition of perseverance it's persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. So I kind of wanted to zero in on the word despite. Uh, despite actually means not affected by or in spite of. So if you think about and you play this back, persistence in doing something that we are not affected by right? So we're, we're not going to allow whatever it is to be like, we're not going to allow it to affect us. Or if it does, we're doing it in spite of, okay? So I think the word despite is really important. And like when you think about things that you do in your life, despite something, um, like can you guys think of examples right now where what despite might look like in your life? Something that you do anyway, you feel the pain and you do it anyway. You hear the silence and you do it anyway. You um, feel the fear and you step forward anyway. Yeah, I think that it, despite is is a daily thing. Mm. We're going to get up and do it daily. Yeah. Uh, when we talked about just not having the option as a woman. That's right. Despite yeah. being tired, mm -hmm. despite yep. being worn yep. out, yeah. not having the energy, despite yeah. that, we're going to get up and put our best foot forward. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have our quiet time and, and spend time communicating with the Lord, despite our busy schedule or what lies ahead. I think that that's probably something that happens 
daily. Yeah. We we uh, we move forward despite of everything yeah. that's going on around us, right? Or I even think about like when we were going through some really difficult financial hardships, right? And thinking about like Christmas, you know, going through Christmas despite not really having money for presents or, you know, I can remember pushing forward and, you know, God did care for us in that time. And I would find like food gift cards on my windshield, you know, that someone would put in there or, um, you know, I, I remember I turned down a job, um, during Christmas time that would have paid me money to purchase Christmas presents for the kids. And I turned that job down when they were younger so that I could be present at a mops breakfast where they were giving the gospel invite. And um, so I turned down the job to be there to be able to give the gospel invite. And um, I got a call a few days before I was due to do that. And I had turned down the job that the church had um, a card for me. And I had told no one about this, by the way. Um, And I went and picked up the card that day of the gospel invite. And I was coming down the stairs uh, from the church office to go into the room. And I opened up the card. And I'll never forget, it said, Merry Christmas from your sisters in Christ. Um, And there were five $100 bills in that envelope. And that would have been the equivalent of what I would have earned that day. Oh, my gosh, Catherine, when you were just saying that, it reminded me of the story. And I was a single mom Mm -hmm. throughout, you know, and struggling, working six days a week and doing everything that I could to to make it. And um, it was after 9-11 and times were hard mm-hmm. and um, my business had, had really declined. And I was short $500 mm-hmm. um, for my rent and I did not know what I was going to do. And, um, you know, had prayed about it and, and was doing all I could on every front uh, and just feeling sort of at a loss. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have to go to my mom and my dad and and ask them. Um, and I didn't want to have to do that. They were so helpful with my son and helping to take care of him. And I just didn't want to have to do that. But I figured, okay, that's what I'll, I'll do after church on Sunday. And Um, I went out to my car and got in my car and was about to drive away. And there was a napkin in the driver's, uh, in the um, passenger seat. And I picked up the napkin because I'd seen the name of the restaurant that it was on. And I was like, I have not even been there. And I picked up the napkin and folded in the napkin was five $100 bills, Mm. the exact amount that oh I my needed. Gosh. So when you said the five one hundred dollar bills, I just thought of oh that very gosh. thing and how God came through despite yes. the circumstance. Despite the circumstance, yeah. right? So yeah. there's a part that we play despite, and there's mm. definitely a part that God plays despite, yeah. right? That yeah. He delivers that. And so I mean, just in hindsight of looking like a financial hardships that I've endured and relationship hardships and just how we persevere on despite. How about you, Laura? Yeah, um, I definitely think that that's 
important tied to perseverance because it's almost like sometimes when really hard things come our way, we're like, oh, is this like a sign that like it's over or, you know, like that it's just not going to work out because it's a huge obstacle or huge problem that's all of a sudden come into my path. Right. And it just is, I think, a reminder that like, no, it's not that this means that this is the end of your path just because you've come upon the steep mountain in front of you. You know, it's actually like, okay, well, in spite of that mountain, you know, you, you keep going, you know? So for me that, that processing through like, despite is just a reminder that, um, to keep going again, That's back right. to that decision, right. Right. Keep moving forward. Yeah. Like in, in, in yeah. spite of, or just despite, um, things that are trying to hinder you from moving forward, mm-hmm. that should be expected. Like, okay, right. here's a mountain. I'm going to have to climb. It's going to be hard, but despite the mountain. And I, you know, yeah, and you know one thing that just occurred to me too is oftentimes relief comes in the form of action. So if you are stuck, if uh, you are in a place where, you know, God is calling you to step out and do something, you know, and you are resisting doing that, right? Or whatever the case may be, um, sometimes the relief comes through the action. And so it's really like get get unstuck and persevere and start moving forward. Choose your hard, right? Because either path is going to be hard and move forward despite how you feel. Move despite forward. the doubts. That's right. Despite the doubts, despite the silence, despite our internal feelings, which I think can work against us so many times, move forward and there will be relief and God will be walking right next to you or out in front of you. Perseverance will pay off. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, this has been such a fruitful discussion today. I am so grateful for you guys and your insight. And I am looking forward to our next discussion and our next episode. But I just want to thank you both for coming on today and sharing your thoughts and feelings about this. And yeah. And on that note, I just want to thank our listeners and we will be talking to you soon next time. Take care. Have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us. Come and join us next week and be sure to like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith.